Okay, ladies and gentlemen, filibuster freestyle at your buddy Gavin. Veterans Day, November 11th, 2019. Glad to have you on the freestyle as always. Thanks for being here. Um, bringing up two veteran podcast filibuster freestyle pundits, Roscoe P. from Drilling Threes, Andrew Patterson from uh, just being the living legend, Andrew Patterson. Um, Andrew Patterson and Roscoe P., are here to check in mid-season on some football stuff. But it should be just a really fun pod because whenever the two of these guys are on the pod, we have a good time. couple things. Number one, happy Veterans Day. I already said that. I want to say it one more time. Thank you to all those who served, uh, those who paid the ultimate sacrifice to make sure that the rest of us could be free. And let's make sure that we continue to be the type of people and the type of country that upholds the sacrifices those folks have made. Hopefully that's pretty cut and dry. But thank you to those folks, and, and appreciate all the veterans out there, including cousin of the show, pundit of the show, the lieutenant commander, I believe. Or may, my rankings might be off. He just got promoted. But uh, James Viano, the legend, again, former bass player, drilling threes as well. I digress. Okay, so we're going to try something today. You're probably looking at the title of this, and it's got the word Christmas in it. Two weeks in a row using the phrase Christmas. One of the things I've noticed with the crack research team is that whenever the filibuster freestyle titles any of the podcasts with the word Christmas in the title, and this goes back four or five years now, those podcasts kind of do crazy numbers relative to other podcasts we've done. And so what we're going to do this week by doing a second one in a row and doing it here in November as Christmas season fully ratchets up is we're going to test this hypothesis that if we put the word Christmas in podcasts, do we get way more downloads? And if and when those downloads do continue to come, as they did this past week, you know, how can we creatively talk about Christmas for as long as possible? Despite the fact that um, for those of you who do not celebrate Christmas, that's cool too. Celebrate whatever you want. We're all about all of it. We're just pointing out here at the Freestyle, filibusterfreestyle.com, by the way. We're just pointing out that for whatever reason, the, the buzzword, the keyword Christmas gets picked up in searches or something on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music Play. By the way, subscribe, follow, and rate us on all three of those platforms. Uh, and so we're going to see if it can just get us some more notoriety. And again, we'll try to make it a little bit about Christmas. And so today's hypothesis is relative to Christmas potentially coming early for Baltimore Ravens fans. So we'll leave it there. We'll bring in Andrew Patterson. We'll bring in Roscoe P. from Drilling Threes. I've got a couple canned questions for them. And then after that, I'm not sure where it's going to go. But um, hopefully it goes in a good place. Theme song coming up, and the boys will be after that. Thanks again for listening to the Filibuster Freestyle. Oh yeah, as promised, Roscoe P. from the western end of Massachusetts, Andrew Patterson from the east side of Massachusetts. Andrew, how are you first and foremost? Uh, uh, I am excellent. I am excellent. We are spanning at least, what, like 100 square miles of Massachusetts in your uh, house. Yeah, I mean, we'll take your word for it. Roscoe P., how are you in the Pioneer Valley? I'm holding it down here in the Pioneer Valley. 
Beautiful. Uh, it's, all, it's all good. It's gorgeous here as always. No one got shot yet, I don't think, but that might be happening soon. The night is young. I was going to say, it's only 7.17 on the East Coast, so, yeah. you know, and it's a Monday. It's been, it's been dark for three hours, so uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. that going for us. This, this is a different podcast, and it wasn't planned, but I want to one day do a pod on the rumor that, that uh, Massachusetts and, and eastern New England there may decide to not do daylight savings and therefore adopt the Canadian maritime time zone for the winter months. So you guys would get more sunlight. Any quick thoughts on that? Or should, I, I'm 100% on board with that. Yeah, I think it's, I, I disagree. It's been dark for three hours. It's been dark for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> I haven't seen the sun since September. Yeah, no, this is, this is true. It's uh, really to, to your listeners. And I know we're going to go to places listening. So to all those places listening that don't live be. in Eastern Massachusetts, um, it is just four months of depression. It's a long ride. It's a long ride. People are like, yeah. people are like, hey, Gavin, how do you enjoy living in North Carolina? I don't know. I see the sun most of the year, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. No, we're two weeks into it right now, so we're laughing about it. But um, this is a much darker podcast. It's three months. Yeah, yeah. If, if we if we do this podcast, no like, pun intended, but. Yeah, if we do this post-Super Bowl, we'll see how you guys are feeling. Um, so listen, places listening, aforementioned. These places, some are... Actually, Andrew, I want to ask you this. I, I, I think the answer is no. But somebody in Walpole downloaded 174 episodes of the podcast last week. <laughs> uh, I did update my phone. I did update my phone's like operating system. I don't, so done, I don't know if that would have done. I don't know if that would have done it. But, but Walpole led the way last week. 174 downloads in Walpole last week. Nice. Um, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Countries listening though. So Australia, um, they are benefiting from the sun that you guys no longer have. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, Phil- the, Phil- the Philippines. The Philippines. Always sunny in Philippines. Um, yeah. United Kingdom. Here's a fun one. From the great continent of Africa, Angola is listening last week. Ah. Um, Germany, Spain, another African nation, Tunisia. And then here's a place that you guys might want to book a group rate for a vacation to. Fiji, checking in for the first time ever last week. Oh, wow. Welcome to Fiji. I had to look up where Fiji... If that gets me a room upgrade next time I'm in Fiji, I'm very glad to have them on board. I'm going to make a deal with you right now. If you go to Fiji, I'll pay for your room upgrade, okay? Wow. Okay. Well, I was just gonna like put this on the front desk and be like, uh, "I'm a, I'm a, I'm a guest member on a podcast." Am I to heard of? <laughs> Considering someone in this nation listened last week, and they'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that was me. I downloaded my, I, down, I downloaded my, I downloaded my iOS last week." Uh, that's how it goes. Well, tell you what, we looked, we looked for many and more in Fiji, and I'm not gonna lie to you. Of all the places I joke about doing a live podcast for, I'm a places listening. Fiji, you are the winner. If I do one from there, I may never come back. Frankly, probably won't. Probably won't. I'll drink your beautiful water, which may or may not actually be bottled in Fiji, and we'll go from there. Unofficial sponsor of the week, Fiji Bottled Water. Woo! Yeah, well played. Like so, it. go ahead, sorry. Oh, oh, you were finished. Okay. So, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't think anybody was going to say anything. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's I get... was I was 99% sure that was what happened, and I just wanted to like set that awkward silence for as long as possible. Well, you got a second, second and a half out of it, so good job there. Yeah. 
All right. So that's really all I got. I got some cities listening, but it doesn't really matter. We love y'all. Everybody listening. I'll put it this way. Everybody listening in cities, we're in the countries that are aforementioned. So you know who you are. Thanks for listening. The other thing I'm trying, by the way, boys, is um, this will be the second week in a row I use the word Christmas in the podcast title because after five years of research, every time we use the word Christmas in the title, the downloads are off the chart. It's really weird. Okay. I have no idea what's uh, up. So we're going to try to... This is, this is a great irony considering... Um I despise Christmas and uh, have been called Scrooge by my family since I was like 10 years old. The only child who hated Christmas, yours truly. So you're the only guy to ever order McDonald's drive through while on the podcast. And apparently the only 10-year-old boy from a middle-class family in Massachusetts to hate Christmas. Fantastic. I mean, like, anytime you see a Christmas movie and there's like a little cherub in it who's like, all about the magic of Christmas and like all of that. You took me at that same age and I was pretty much just like, yeah, fuck this. Um, <laughs> I know you can't say that. You can edit that out, right? I mean, I could, but I mean, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, we can't, say, we can't say that on this podcast. Well, but apparently the guy who hates Christmas does, so that's okay. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what Christmas brings out in me. Yeah, that's right. It's a perfect illustration of how much you hate Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, I think if it really is. To use a to use a phrase from the last time you guys appeared, Chef's Kiss, or should I say Chest Kiss, the name of Roscoe P's undefeated fantasy football league team. Unbelievable. Thank you for bringing that up because if you didn't, I was going to. Undefeated. Nine and oh. Ten and oh. We have this we have this ridiculous filibuster freestyle fantasy football league that we're not allowed to talk about on the filibuster freestyle podcast. I don't even know why we have it, but I am dominating it with my team, which is called Chest Kiss. Uh, uh, the, really, the only the only thing left to wonder in the league is: Am I going to go fifteen and zero and win the, the championship with an undefeated fifteen and zero? It looks like it. I am unstoppable. I tell you what, I, I don't see much in your way. I would you, love uh, to. Ref- yeah, it is every week, and it's, I don't think there's been a close game yet for you. No, he just no. guys. He's mon- he's just monster mashing people. It's well. I'm not sure anybody else is actually playing. Like, I just looked at this today. <laughs> I think I'm kind of beating myself. Uh, so, like, I, so there's 10 teams in the league, right? So you would think, like, each team should have one of the top 10 ranked quarterbacks in fantasy football. Sure. But they yeah. don't. You know how I know that? Because I have three of them. <laughs> and there's yeah. a fourth one who nobody has. If you go on right now, you can go get Dak Prescott right now. He's the fifth best quarterback in fantasy football in our in our scoring system, and he's on nobody's team. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Are you willing to make the first ever trade in the history of the five year league just to make it harder on yourself to win the title? No, no. I want now. I want to go fifteen and zero. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think you have to. Can I? Be- I have- Go ahead, Andrew. Go I ahead. put various effort into it. Um, my problem with fantasy sports is uh, I overthink it. So, like this week, I had Pat Mahomes on the bench and started um, Philip Rivers. Ah, well, what are you going to do? That's tough. Philip Rivers. I thought it was going to be, you know, like so. When I actually try to play fantasy football, I'm terrible at it. But when I just do a draft and set a lineup for a season, I sneak, into, I sneak into the I sneak into the playoffs every year. 
There was one lineup. I don't remember who it was, but I did peek at the scores earlier today. There was one lineup that started one guy on a bye and two guys who were injured and didn't play. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that would be your Alex Viana. Who, oh, it might have been. Yeah. Yes. yeah, Alex yeah. won his first game and hasn't checked his lineup since. <laughs> <laughs> did he think the season was one week long? Did he think that was it? Somewhere Alex is having a Super Bowl party for winning week one. Did he go Rex Ryan? He won the Super Bowl in September? I think he might have. So, Roscoe, let me ask you this then. This is unplanned. Do you think this is the fall of Roscoe? And by fall, I mean the autumn. Is this the autumn of Roscoe P? I feel like you've come in last in our league before. Um, you know, you've definitely had some country music type years in the last five, ten years, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, okay, yeah. And I feel like am I, am I back? Is this the sign f- that I'm back? I feel like you're you're flirting with fifteen and zero in a league that you come in last half the time. <laughs> is this it? I mean, are you back? It's all happening. Are you going to sign to a record label now? The record labels don't matter. I mean, what's going to happen? I, who knows? The sky's the limit. At the Harrington Viano wedding, you're probably going to get signed to a contract after playing guitar on stage. I mean, holy right, cow! Going to get signed to co- well, there's rumors of uh, of the band reuniting. Like that might happen. Uh, I'm going 50 and 0 in the league. I may or may not be dating a doctor right now. Like that's kind of good. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> I mean, yeah, as long as she's a medical doctor or he or whatever. Yes, she's a medical doctor. Yes. Um, my my real job is actually going uh, okay, so maybe this is the autumn of uh, the autumn of Roscoe P. Who knows? But really, the most important thing is that I'm going to go 50 and 0 in this stupid league. Something has to happen. If I go 15 and 0, there's got to be some kind. Like I should get to host an episode of the podcast if I go 15 and 0. I mean, honestly, Versus, dude, you can host an episode. I will. How about this? I will do the legwork to give you your own feed. My own what? Your own podcast feed on the Freestyle Network. Oh, my own podcast feed on the Freestyle Network, so I can jump in whenever I want. Like, I'll figure out how to get you a friggin' everything that I have, and uh, you'll have a feed. Wow. All right. And I'll be the producer Wait, of the so podcast. Does this just mean, like, he can put his voice into your house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is he just going to podcast to you? I don't. Like a, like, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to tell him that that's what he was going to do. Like a but... horrible, horrible reverse Alexa? Yeah, my <laughs> in, a, in a weird turn of events. In a weird turn of events, I'm Roscoe's Alexa, but he pages me. It's like Gav's gonna be embedded for the morning. I'll be like, Hey, Gav, what you doing? We don't talk like that here. Better if it's like confessing, like, Hey, Gavin, uh, I can't sleep, and uh, sometimes I have these thoughts. <laughs> That's your podcast. <laughs> that's my podcast. Nocturnal Dreams with Roscoe P. <clears throat> All right. Well, well, that's the gauntlet. If you go 15-0 and 0 and win the league, we'll figure out a I way for a you to get it. on the podcast network. You got it. Wow. Wow. It's big. There, there's something on the line now. Something on the line. <laughs> Let's talk football. Oh, it's a professional pickup right there. Let's talk real football. Um, real football. So I got three teams that matter to me right now. For various reasons relative to the Patriots, uh, because I care about them and we know that. Uh, the Ravens are a team I want to talk about, and I want to talk about the Eagles because it's, it's who the Patriots play next. Um, so I guess I'll start with Roscoe P. Roscoe P. is having the autumn of Roscoe P. Um, the last time we had you both on the show, we were very quickly forced to retract our excitedness over Antonio Brown. 
not our fault. Not our fault. But joining the Patriots receiving corps, which at the time made them invincible. Yeah. Since that time, they become here's a fake word that Andrew will hate. Very invincible. Um, and I'm on board with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ziggy and zagging all over the place. Uh, yeah. So my question to you, Roscoe P, and I would love to hear Andrew's thoughts as well. Um, how badly have the Patriots receiving core fallen since the Antonio Brown experiment ended? Well, well, let's let's just slow down for a second on the uh, to make up another word that Andrew might hate on the vincibility of the Patriots. <laughs> um, they, they are eight and one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're they're eight and one. They're the best team in the AFC. They're the second best team in all of football. They might be the best team if. Can't to Jimmy's 49ers losing uh, tonight to uh, the Seahawks. Correct. Um, so it's not like, you know, the Antonio Brown thing happened and now they're 2-7. and seven. Um, You know, it's just like, and this is part of being a, a horribly obnoxious Patriots fan because this is what happens. They lose so rarely that when they do and when they lose convincingly like they did uh, against the Ravens, everyone goes, oh, like the sky's falling. And everyone just like, the team's horrible and they're never going to win again. Um so, like, I actually don't think the receiving core. What, how is the question phrased? Like, has the receiving core hurt the Patriots since Antonio well, Brown? Well, just, how, just how, how badly has it? How badly has it fallen off? I mean, talent. Well, well, I, see, I don't think we know. Like, I don't think the receiving core is the issue. I think, I think the offensive line is the biggest issue. Yeah. Um, like, how do we know if the receivers are any good? Because Brady's, you know, getting uh, he's running for his life every every other drop back or every drop back in, in some games. Um, now, there's two. Two injuries to the offensive line. Uh, uh, David Andrews, the center, is out for the year, and Isaiah Wynn, who is the left tackle, uh, has been out all but I think the first two games. Yeah, two pretty big, two, two pretty key positions, by the way, on the offensive right. line. Like, yeah. yeah. So not only are those two guys out, uh, but Shaq Mason. And I wish I knew as much as I love football and watch it religiously. I do. I, I don't really understand it that intricately, but what I keep reading is that Shaq Mason, the right guard, who was really good last year, is having a really bad season. Um, I'm not really sure what that means, but so you've got uh, a center and a left tackle who aren't playing and a right guard who stinks now all of a sudden. So that's three of your five offensive linemen, and I think, and and now, and there's the running game. So not only is the line bad, but their fullback, James Devlin, has been out, who was key to their running game, and let's not forget, uh, one of the best tight ends to ever play the game retired. Rob Gronkowski, who was not only a great receiver, but also a great run blocker. So now there's no running game, and when they know you're going to pass it all the time, that's a lot easier to defend. So I'm not sure the receiving core is actually the issue. I think the problems with the offense start with the offensive line. Okay. Andrew Patterson, what do you think? So, I mean, I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to follow up when the entire premise of the guy before me was, your question is invalid. (laughs) You can answer my question. You actually answer the question. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I think Chris did such a great job of thoroughly dismantling your thoughtful question. <laughs> I'm asking questions that the people I mean, want me to here's, ask. Here's what I will say, though. That Turn it down. Out, right? I think it's a lot of skies falling. I mean, like, yes. Bill Belichick's arguably most famous quote, we're on Cincinnati, came after a regular season thrashing against the Chiefs. Yes. People are saying Tom Brady was done, and this was six six years ago. Yeah, five. Yeah, five years ago, twenty fourteen for sure. Is it it over? Should they bench Tom Brady? 
So wait, I, mean, wait, I have a question. Are you guys really hearing this stuff in New England right now? It's not really a problem for, for us. Yeah, see, I, I don't hear any of that stuff, though. I honestly, like, I don't live in New England, so I haven't heard anybody saying the sky's falling. I'm just wondering, like, I, I know what you guys mean. I, I lived through the whole Patriots are done thing. But right. is it really is that really happening after one loss? Well, I, I think what is ha- I don't know if that's necessarily happening, but I think what is happening is early in the year it looked like the Patriots and the Chiefs were going to kind of run away with the AFC. Yep. And then the Chiefs, largely due to Mahomes' injury, have kind of fallen off here. But all of a sudden, now here's Baltimore. So I think it's like this looked like it was going to be a walk in the park for the Patriots, and uh oh, now there's this other really good team that we didn't think was going to be really good. So. I, I and, think it's more. It's more that. And Lamar Jackson is is legit. I mean, and now we're going yes, into one of the teams you wanted to talk about. But Lamar Jackson is legit quarterback. But I think a lot with those quarterbacks, mobile quarterbacks like him, you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yep. And so you're never quite willing to buy in on a team all the way. But if Lamar Jackson's playing his best, the Ravens are a great team. No question. They're, um, they're the they're the best team right now. They're the hottest yeah. team right now. So yeah. do you guys think? So relative to the, the Patriots losing to the Ravens, you know, and I get it. Like, it was off of their bye week. They played great. Um, and, and, you know, it was a very concise or decisive win by the Ravens. How much does that loss matter with the rest of the season moving forward? Little, I mean, obviously time will tell, but in your opinions, like, blipping the, you know, blip the radar, sign of things to come? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a, a blip of the radar. I mean, again, some of the writers up here want to say that, um, oh, you need to lose this game, but, like, you don't want to get overconfident. You have to, like, know what the flaws in your plan are. But, I mean, that's not really the case with any Bill Belichick team. Like, no. he's always going to have them prepared. He's, I mean, they seemingly are always ready, not ready to lose, but know they can't. That's fair. Um, so I don't think it changes the mindset of the team all that much or the outlook on the season. I mean, just because it's the Patriots and they kind of always play that way. Roscoe P., matter, not yeah, matter? I, I think what really matters as far as the playoffs is getting one of the top two seeds so you get the bye the first weekend. I do think that makes a big difference. Um, I'm not sure how much being one or two matters. And so I, I guess the Ravens loss – well – so, just looking at the Patriots' upcoming schedule, if the Patriots beat the Texans and the Chiefs, then I don't think the Ravens' loss matters at all because that pretty much locks up at least a top two seed. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is really the key thing. So, I mean, I guess that's the only way it matters if they end up, you know, if the Ravens and Patriots end up tied, and then the Ravens get the number one seed because they won the head-to-head game. So now the AFC Championship games in Baltimore instead of New England. Okay, I don't think that's that big of a deal, but. I also don't think if, if, if this is not the beginning of the end of the Patriots. Like they're going to be fine. They'll, they'll lose again. They might lose two more games, but sure. You know, I think they're they're going to be a top two seed. They're probably going to be in the AFC Championship game. I mean, they're you know they're they're fine. They'll figure it out. Yeah, that's fair. That's how, that's that's pretty much how I've been. People ask me all the time down here, and I'm like, I mean, you know, again to your point about the the Chiefs game, which was like week four, you know, in, in 2014. Yeah. Yeah, they were done, and they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know? Um, right. Well, and you have the misfortune of being a Patriots fan displaced. So, yeah. I mean, people are just – they just want to watch you cringe when yeah. they ask. Yeah, and it, but they it's funny. Right. right. Freud that they're going to take part in. Right, but it's like I'm more likely to even waver a little, you know, when they're 2-2 two and two 
you know, coming off the first four games like they have been in the last couple of years. And, and by the way, the result was they went to the Super Bowl and lost. They went to the Super Bowl and won. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. they were, it's like literally today a kid on campus was wearing a Steelers hat, and I know him. So I was like, oh, big win last night. He's like, yeah. And I was like, how do you think you guys can do against the Ravens? You know, I was trying to keep it away from the Patriots, you know. He's, right, like, yeah. he's like, I don't know. I hope we beat them. The only team I hate more than the Ravens is the Patriots. He's like, who's your favorite nice. team? I'm like, the Patriots. <laughs> Can I give you a crazy NFL stat that I heard today? Yeah, please. I think this is right. I should check this. I do have the standings here in front of me. I think this is right. So, if the playoffs started today, the Steelers would be in it. Yeah, they've been making a nice run here. But also, how how bad is the rest of the AFC when the the one in four Steelers can run three in a row with a backup quarterback and be like in the mix? I mean, the Raiders are five and four. Well, which which I called on this very podcast. Oh, yeah? I, I think. Didn't I bring that up when we did our Antonio Brown thing? Didn't I say the Raiders were going to be good? You might have. Ma- that's, I said that to somebody. Was that, was that not to you guys? That was the other podcast. No, you might have. You might have. I, I'm not sure. That was my. I thought we were talking about, like, like who's the team that no one's talking about that's going to Oh, okay. Soon. Yeah. And I thought I said the Raiders. Yeah. No, I, I'm really excited. Thanks for calling back to that because I said the uh, Falcons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but big window. They just beat the yeah. Saints. They just, yeah. And, and nobody's talking about them. They <laughs> that part of it. No, that's right. That's not right. No one's talking about them, yeah. If, yeah. if so. they run the table, they'll be 9-7. They'll, be and seven, they'll <laughs> have a shot. So, I mean, all right. So, how the, the Ravens clearly picking up steam. First of all, did the Ravens lose to the Chiefs, the, the, the Browns in, like, week two? The Ravens uh, very well, yeah, hold on. Let me yeah, someone check that out. Because I, I feel like that, that one of their two losses is literally – to the yeah, Browns. I think you're right. But besides... Yeah, oh, they lost two They lost two in a row, week three and four. They lost at the Chiefs, <clears throat> at the Chiefs by five, and versus the Browns by 15. Right. Oh, wow. So literally yeah. the worst coach team in the league, arguably, yeah. handed them their yeah. lunch by two touchdowns, which is fine. You know, teams evolved to everybody's point, and the Chiefs were the best team ever, and the Patriots were the best defense ever, and two weeks later the Chiefs are in disarray, and... You know, the Patriots are, yeah, their, their defense is terrible. They're awful. They're the worst in New England, you know. So things evolve. But the Ravens clearly have not only gained steam, they are peaking in my mind right now. I mean, beat the Patriots, played, played really well in the second half especially, dismantled the worst team in the league probably on paper, or in, in, on the field I should say. The Browns are the worst coach. The Bengals are the worst team. Uh, destroyed, yeah. destroyed the Bengals in Cincinnati, which really doesn't have much of a home field advantage anyway. So my question is, are the, are the Ravens peaking way too early, or are they simply going to be a juggernaut the rest of the way? Mm. Is this one to me? Sure, yeah, it's you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you go first on this. Uh, so that's an interesting question, and I, I, will, I will answer this. <laughs> I will not reject this This question. guy. <laughs> I, but I will bring up another, another point, though. Um, it's a good comparison. Here's what we know about the Patriots, right? The Patriots are not peaking. The Patriots, this is their whole thing. They get, they play their, they figure it out for like two months, three months, yeah. and they play their best in December, right? So we know however good the Patriots are going to be, we haven't seen it yet. We don't know that about the Ravens. Like, maybe this is as good as the Ravens can be. And, and if it is, then maybe that's not good enough, right? Like, they have to keep getting better. I, I don't know. I think... Um, and like I made the joke about Rex Ryan before, like the Jets used to win the Super Bowl in September every year, and <laughs> it's not quite that. Like it's obviously later in the year, but um, but I do think like the Ravens are. I don't want to use the word gimmicky, but 
sooner or later somebody's going to figure out how to cover this offense. Yeah. And when they do, it's not going to work anymore, and then that's going to be it. Like, look at the Rams. Yeah. The, the Rams had the greatest, the most unbelievable offense anybody's ever seen. Patriots holding the three points or six points, whatever it was, and now they stink. Like, now they're not going to make the playoffs. So once somebody figures out how to cover now, you know, Lamar Jackson is a unique talent, and there's a, you know, I don't know, we've really seen a running quarterback like this necessarily, but somebody's going to figure something out, and that's going to be it. Now, maybe that's not going to be until next year, and maybe it's going to be in two weeks. Right. Um, so, so I don't know. I think that's a fair question. Like, I don't know how much better the Ravens can be. Pucky, what do you think, man? Uh, I mean, I think that's, that, that's what I was trying. I mean, I hinted at that earlier when I said, you know, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop with quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I mean, he is someone who, if you figure this out or, I mean, God forbid, got hurt or something, that team, everything about that team changes right. in a huge way. Yeah. I mean, just everything about it. Yes. Even, even. Like comparatively to Tom Brady, if Tom Brady goes down, I'm not saying Jared said it's the same, but the Patriots can build around that defense and do something. I mean, the Patriots would not be in the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game if that were to happen. But I just think what Roscoe is saying is 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 right. You you may actually be seeing the best the Ravens can be. Yeah. And if this is the best they can be, and the Patriots have two more months before they match up against them in the playoffs, yeah, not good enough. I don't think it's good enough. I think I think Bill Belichick figures that out. Yeah, and I do think, to your point, how many people along the way help him do that, too? Because, you know, once this thing turns into a mania, which it is right now, I mean, I've got memes of him wearing sunglasses on the sidelines. I've got, oh, yeah. you know, memes yeah. of him and, like, five other guys with sunglasses on the sidelines. Like, this is, again... Baltimore might not lose again this year. And you know what? If they play like they played yesterday and they played against the Patriots, they probably won't, right? But the the, the NFL, somebody figures it out. Remember remember the the Wildcat with Ronnie Brown and the Dolphins ran all over the Patriots and by the end of the season the Patriots by a hundred. And by the end of the season, by the end of the season, everybody had tried it and it had run through run its course through the NFL as a meaningful thing. And now you see it in college like five percent of the time in, in like every other every tenth game. Like, like once people see it and know how to defend it and know how to defend it without thinking only about that and then giving up like whatever the counterplay is. Yeah, it's it's it. There's a reason we don't run the wing T anymore in the NFL. <laughs> you know, we've seen it. And and the thing about well, the NFL the, is the Ravens ev- kind of do. Well, yeah. but, but but my point is, we we stopped running it for 50 years. Right, right. And yeah. now it's back because of a singular talent. Who, by the way, yeah. to Andrew's point, if he gets dinged up or steps out of the game or someone just figures out how to contain it, it's over. Or if they can't go yeah, five and- tight ends because. You know, like whatever else happens, it's over—not over, but it, it's di- dramatically and, and different. Not to bring it back to like a whole Patriots thing, but you know, Harbaugh has already shown you everything he's going to show you with that. Uh, with that kitchen sink, thing. kitchen sink, absolutely. I don't, I don't think he's got anything different up there. I mean, and we've watched the Patriots in this playoffs for what, like twenty years now. <laughs> How many of those playoffs? Has Belichick done something completely different? Almost every year. Almost every year. So, I don't. Harbaugh doesn't do that. So, yeah, I mean, I think even if that's not the best the Ravens can be, Belichick was not showing his hand in that game, and certainly not once it started going the way it was going. Yeah, that that was surprising too. Just watching it was how he like he knew basically what the Ravens were going to try to do, and the Patriots seemed. Uh, almost suspiciously unprepared for it, right? Like, yes. 
Like, like, yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought of that, but like, maybe he does have an answer that he just didn't want to show them yet because that's going to come out in the playoff game. Well, yeah, I mean, to, to me, right. Bill Belichick does not care about the regular season, right? Yeah. To me, I think it's a little bit of that, but I do think they obviously want you know that you want to you want to send a message, but it's a little bit of that for sure. And I brought this up last week on my solo pod. Bye weeks matter. If you have two weeks to the other team's one week, and and you decide that it's your season on the line, which the Ravens clearly did. And the other team's like, well, we're undefeated, so if we lose going into our bye, who cares? Yeah, if we lose, yeah. we lose. Now, when you get to the playoffs, assuming that they both have buys, they'll both be on equal rest. They'll both have equal preparation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, the Patriots aren't going to roll over in the third quarter when it starts going bad because it's do or die. There's, no tom- there's literally no game tomorrow if you don't win or next right. week. So, so I do think that the bye co- coupled with not showing everything, coupled with the game just wasn't going their way. I mean – Jules fumbled yeah, for a fumble game. six, and, and you know if you go in there and score, you you make it a dogfight. If you right. fumble six, yeah. yeah, I mean the writing's on the wall unless you want to literally show them everything you have, and maybe not win anyway, and then not have whatever edge you might have saved for the playoffs. Right. That's fair. Later on, correct. Because yeah. I think, I mean, I think Belichick. I don't know. I don't know what Belichick thinks. I'm not going to pretend. But I mean, I, oh, you know, I, you tell us. You know, I think. You're gonna see the. It's gonna be the Ravens and the Patriots in the championship game. I think so too. I think it's gonna be a wildly entertaining game. Yeah, and, and I don't think that Chiefs defense lasts through the playoffs. Yeah, that was kind of gonna be my 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 point about like I looked at their schedule and I'm trying to think of who's gonna beat them. And they yeah. they play the Niners, and my guess is the Niners. I really want to see the Niners DNs try to work against Lamar as well. Um, have you seen the Niners play yet? Because I haven't. That's why I'm excited about the Yeah, they're, and again, them watch them lay an egg tonight, but they are fantastically situated to, to, to deal with a mobile quarterback. Yeah. Well, they've got like five first-round draft picks on the D-line, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of gazette, like, like it's Joey Bosa's little brother. It's right. it's like a bunch of dudes who are just the fastest D lineman possible, and I know yeah. I know Levar, Lamar Jackson. I keep calling him Lamar Ball. I don't know why, uh, or Lamar Burton, but no, it's Lamar Jackson. It's, it's so, not Lamar Burton is not the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, and neither is Lamar Ball. Thank neither God, Lamar Ball. Yeah. Thank God, thank God, his son's playing in New Orleans now, so we don't talk about him anymore. Um, <laughs> also, another podcast from two years ago uh, that we that we didn't do because we don't care about Lamar Ball. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like this defense you're going to see tonight, and Russell Wilson is a pretty good test case because he makes plays happen out of nothing, you know. Yeah. Of so course. he's probably the MVP right. If Lamar Jackson's not the MVP right now, Russell Wilson is. Correct. Yeah, it's one of those two. So, so we'll see. But I, yeah, I think there might be one or two losses left in the Ravens' schedule. Um, but we also will see if they beat themselves. Like, do they start feeling themselves a little bit? And then, you know, the Steelers are going to need every win, and I think they play the last night of the season. Yeah, I actually have the Ravens schedule right here. That is the last the last week they play the Steelers. But there could be a weird one, too. Like, they're at the Rams. Like, the Rams are kind of desperate now. Yes. Right. You know, so they're playing the Texans next week. Like, the Texans are good. Yeah, the Texans are good and a little desperate as well. I mean, not desperate to the yeah. point of, like, the Rams, but the Texans want to take control of that division, and they want to have a shot at a bye. I mean, everybody wants that, got, that second seed. Their next four games is Texans at home, at the Rams, 49ers at home, at the Bills. Now, the Bills kind of stink, but their <laughs> defense is good, and they're, they're fighting for a wild card spot. That's, you know, that's a tricky game. I can actually see yeah. the Bills giving them the trouble. Yeah. Like, let's say they get through to the other three and they're feeling great. Right. 
And then the Bills just give them a Cleveland Browns part two and just kind of dump all over their parade. Could happen. Well, and, and then there's the actual Cleveland Browns part, part two. They have to play them again. I see that one going poorly for the Browns. I, I do, but like, well, just because the Browns are going to be so in the tank by then. then yeah, exactly, know. exactly. Yeah. All right, so let's... Does Kitchens even last the season? Does he last the season? Well, they just won, right? Didn't they win yesterday? Yeah, I feel like they're three and six and whatever. Yeah, maybe. Hold on, I get it. I think if they uh, lose three or four more in a row, he's gone. But if they if if they keep winning every fourth week, he'll he'll limp through it and they'll fire him in the off season. Okay. Well, Plus I that mean, ownership sure. group. That, I mean, I think the guy's already blown any future shot at head coaching. Oh, sir. Oh, yeah, certainly. He's not in a good. He's not in a good spot. So no. you guys, you guys mentioned desperate teams, and, and I, I hasten to call the Eagles a desperate team, but I, I wouldn't. I, I mean, I think that's a that's a fair comment. Yeah. So you got the Eagles, Patriots, are both coming off of buys next week. Um, do, do you guys think the Pats need that win? Bad. I, I think the answer to, about badly is is no, because it will still only be two no. losses. But how important is it for the Patriots to win this game relative to setting the agenda for the rest of the season off a bye? Um, not as important as it is to the Eagles to win this game, and that's what worries me. Yeah, but I mean, the other part of that worries you is that that's basically every time at this point Carson Wentz takes the field. And sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, Carson Wentz is like a really good NFL quarterback. And at this point, sometimes you're like, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to follow it up with. Well, you're like, why did they trade Nick Foles? (laughs) Yeah, right. Sometimes he's not so good. Yeah, I mean, it's just. And so, but I mean, he's been playing with that all season and it hasn't necessarily gone well for him. I mean, do the Eagles have a real, what's their statement win? Hold on. Yeah, Roscoe P. Look that up. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Um, I mean, they're five and four, so that's not. Now, one thing they have going for them is the NFC East stinks. Stinks. Yeah. Yes. Like like the Cowboys stink. I thought they were going to be good, and they stink. Um, So their best win. um, Oh, the Packers. They won at the Packers, thirty-four twenty-seven. Okay. Number twenty-six. Okay, so week three, week four, something like that. Uh. Let's see, one, two, four, yeah, week four. All right, so right, and the Packers are starting to get into a groove now. Certainly weren't in one. That's not. I don't even think that's the same Packers team that's out there right now. Yeah, they weren't great early. Plus, I'm not really sure how good they are either. Yeah, I mean, they no, needed everything that. and a blizzard last night to beat a rookie quarterback and the Panthers on the road. Oh, right, and, and they still they won by two inches. Correct. That's Correct. my point. Like, yeah, like McCaffrey's two inches from winning the game at the end. Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, like, I guess my point is that's Billy's biggest win, and even if they, even if they are desperate and every, they feel like everything's on the line, they're just not good enough. Yeah, yeah they, I, go ahead. I'm inclined go. to agree. I, I did I, interesting uh, question though. So I was I worked from home today just to kind of have some background noise. I don't really listen to sports talk radio anymore, but I happen to put on the simulcast of the Felger and Maz show today. Sure. The pop, popular Boston sports radio uh, show. And so they, they put out there, what is the Patriots' most challenging game that they have left? And Mike Felger said, it's this one. Mm. This, the, this is the hardest game I have. Because here's, here's the interesting point. The Eagles have beaten the Patriots. Right, sure. like they beat them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Peterson yeah. beat them in the Super Bowl. Like that kind of mystique of we can't beat these guys is sort of uh, is is gone. Right, they've they've already removed that thing. Okay, 
they are a little desperate. They need this win more than the Patriots do. Um, it's on the road. I don't know. Like, and, and I think I think it's also really common about the rest of the Patriots schedule not being that tough because you know Kansas City is maybe falling apart. Houston never seems to play well against the Patriots. Dallas stinks, and then it's you know like other bad teams after that. So um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I I, I still kind of believe in Kansas City. I think that's the hardest game they have left. But uh, yeah. but yeah, this is this is. But I think. Even though the Eagles are going to have a good plan and they're desperate and all that, and they can do it, I just don't think they're that good. I just don't think they have the horses to to beat the Patriots coming off a loss. Because like coming off a loss and a bye, like what have these last two weeks been like for the Patriots? Probably not that fun. Um, and and uh, somebody made the point. Uh, Ted Johnson, I think, made the point on on TV tonight. Like last year, the Patriots' run defense was really bad until the bye week, and then they figured it out, and then it was really good the rest of the year. Yeah. So it's been kind of bad, and now they've had their bye week. So if they figured it out, uh, you know, bad news, bad news for the Eagles. So I, I don't know. I, I think it is going to be a, a a tough game. I just don't think the Eagles quite have the the horses. But is it important for the Patriots Patriots to win? I don't know. Probably not, really, right? Like, it's not as important as, as the Houston or Kansas City games. Um, I mean, I think it, this, for the defense, the only thing on there is going to be pride, that they don't want to be seen as over-talked about. You know what I mean? Like, because the yeah. defense has gotten such rave reviews, they might feel a little pressure to go out there and show that, like, you know, they're much better than what they put out there in the Ravens game. Right, and that's um, fair enough. Like, like, the knock on the Patriots when they had this historic defense was, well, they haven't played anybody. Right. And then the one good team they played blew them out. So, like, do they need to save some face against, at least, you know, I don't know, it's always a good team, but they're not a bad one, like some of the other teams they play. It's amazing that the team with one loss, and obviously the Niners are undefeated still, but essentially the best team in the AFC by record, has a legitimate nobody-believes-in-us gripe heading into Week 10. They, yeah, well, the defense does, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It, it just, it's just, it's just kind of wild. So, listen, um, I don't know, man, I, I feel like I feel like this Ravens thing. It's, it, honestly, it's the thing. I, it's the storyline that I care about most in the NFL in terms of like, as a casual fan, like, have they reinvented the game at least for the rest of the season until people figure it out over the course of next, you know, the off season, or are we watching like a four week fad in midstream? Yeah, I think that's that's. Uh, I think that's a legitimate question, uh, and. Obviously, when we're going to answer to until the next four weeks play out. Yeah. But I am more inclined to believe the Ravens are for real than that they're just a uh, fad. I agree. For I, right now. I for agree. Right and now. you guys are both on record as saying you think it's going to be Baltimore and New England in the in the AFC title game. And uh, I'll tell you, the only, the only team that ever makes me worry that, that doesn't have a Manning brother attached to it uh, <laughs> is the Ravens, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And with the Mannings, it was just kind of like... You know, Peyton was going to get his every once in a while, especially if the pass didn't play great. I cite the year that they blew like a 24-point lead and the year that they, you know, missed two extra points or whatever. Uh, and then, you know, Eli Manning, literally the luckiest man to ever live. Yes. Yes. Multiple times Super Bowl champion. Multiple mm-hmm. times. And he's going into the Hall of Fame on that. Yeah, how about that? And that is, I'll tell you what, talk about podcasts for another day. I could talk yeah. about that for seven hours. Well, but now, what about just to um, uh, finish the point on the Ravens? Like, I, I think they're for real and that they're a good team. But what about, do you guys think, like, 
So the, the Chris Collinsworth take is that Lamar Jackson, that this is the beginning of a of the evolution of the quarterback position. Okay. Like, this is what football's going to look like now. Like, um, didn't they say that about Robert Griffin III? Correct. And Michael Vick? Correct. Right. I mean, like, like we've kind of heard this before, right? So, I mean, that's yeah. the... That's the question. So I, I, I don't know. Like I think I think both things can be true. Like the Ravens could be for real and really good, but not necessarily be the case that this is what football is going to look like now. Lamar Jackson and Greg Roman and John Harbaugh have changed football. But I also think even even if it has the legs to stay successful for one team, multiple teams aren't going to go in on this because there's only so many guys who can do it. There's right, only so many guys who can do, do it, it, and you have to completely overhaul your offense for a backup QB. You're not going to have a backup QB who's going to run that same offense. Well, look at yeah. look these at these guys are going to get hurt more often. Like then, then your guy who stays in the pocket. Here's your argument, or here's your argument proof proof right here. The guy who used to be the guy, Robert Griffin the third, is now a career yeah. backup who played yesterday poorly in relief of Lamar Jackson. He's Lamar Jackson's backup. Yeah, right. They have the closest thing ever to a backup for Lamar Jackson, and he can't pull it off. At least he can't do it. Not in map up duty. And if oh, he could oh, pull right, it off. If he could pull it off, he'd be on another team, starting. Yeah, but yeah. but why? But, but what happened to him? It's what you just said. He got brutalized. <laughs> he got hurt. Right, he, he got hurt. hurt. Yeah. The other issue about this league, or any professional league, is that there's only, like, in college, if you play at Alabama, that's why so many Alabama players have short shelf lives as running backs and, like, quarterbacks ever, if they ever go as quarterbacks. All their teammates are the best guys in the league, too. When you go to the right. NFL, usually to a bad team if you're a high draft pick, all your teammates are worse or, or as good as, at best, everybody else in the league. Yeah, Which, I mean, that held true when, when UFC had its struggle with Pete Carroll there. Right. You know, like, well, you had Reggie Bush come out of there. But um, what quarterback? Who's the best quarterback to come out of that? Carson Palmer was the best one, and he wasn't that Carson great. Palmer. But Mark right. Sanchez, joke. Liner, yeah. joke. Matt, Matt Castle's still in the league, but that's because he never has to play. <laughs> right, he doesn't play. Wait, is he still in the league? I don't know. I think he is. Barkley. Oh, no, no, he's on TV now. Oh, is he? Okay. Eric Barkley, but, but joke. he was, like, last year. He was, he was very recently in the league. The last I remember him, he was somewhere, he, like, he hitched his wagon to the Titans for a season or so. Yeah, he was with the Titans, yeah. So the guy with the most longevity besides Carson Palmer is the guy who played the least. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Because he didn't get used to playing with all the best teammates, and then and then he got to you know whatever. So the point is, as good as Lamar Jackson is, there's only so many guys who can do that. But like, I don't I don't wish anybody to ever get hurt. No, no, of course not. But, yeah, but it's the reality of playing the game that way. It's the reality of playing the position that way. Yeah, and it's why it's so, so such a risk to to put your uh, franchise in. Yeah, and they're like an all-in team because they they literally will they'll like win a Super Bowl and then keep going with the same model for five more years even though it doesn't work and then you know they found a new thing you know and you know good for them yeah. for being intriguing again for sure. I mean, if you're, if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna run this offense, you kind of need like three quarterbacks that can all do it and just not care if they get hurt. Right. Just like keep running them out there. You're not wrong. Like a video game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think Roscoe yeah, P not cracked a good the real life solution. Right. Yeah. I think I'm you cracked. I think you cracked the code. It's it's clone, clone the guys who can do it. So it doesn't matter if they get hurt. Which you know, yeah. Ethically, scientifically, etc. <laughs> that ain't legal either, dude. <laughs> There's not even any gray area to it. <laughs> We've all seen Westworld. Well, I, I didn't mean get three of the same guy. I just meant have like. <laughs> 
instead of having like Tom Brady and a backup, like get three. Yeah, I know what you meant. It's just funny the way I said it. Like, like teams have three running backs, right? So, like, if Sony Michelle gets hurt, like James White plays. Like, there's another guy, right? Fair, fair. Yeah, but thanks for explaining what the bench is, Chris. I think well, like better. Talking about cloning <laughs> Lamar Jackson, that idea never dawned on me. I like it better that the West suggesting that somebody invent cloning of humans <laughs> and do it specifically on the Ravens' quarterback. Just you know, how come we haven't done this? <laughs> And this brings me to the end of question five, which was plus whatever else we talk about tonight. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> well, this one's up going out to the undefeated chest kiss of Roscoe P, a, a, a free podcast feed. Set up. My own podcast feed. Is on the line yes. for Roscoe P. I'm very He's got, excited for this. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if 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 my if if the aviator, if if my brother's team wins one more game, he can have a feed too. <laughs> oh, what? See, I think it should go the other way. Like if he wins the first one and loses out, he should get a feed. No, because he all all he has to do is just do what he's doing. <laughs> Oh, he can tank, right? We don't want to tank. He's starting. He's already starting Cam Newton. Nothing for it. He's been starting Cam Newton for eight weeks. <laughs> so that's not even a joke. I um, <laughs> no, that's that's a, that's a that's a valid fact. That, that is a, a fact. That's what the Somebody French call a fact. <laughs> I think somebody should tell him he's still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> so I to my point, conversation where he brings up goes, remember when we did that filibuster free like five years ago? Remember yeah. 2014? No, it was due. We have a league right now. No, no, we're doing it right now. It's happening right now. You won your first game. <laughs> this is now. It's happening now. You started off in like fifth place in the whole league. You wouldn't want to know. Jeez Louise. Oh, my God. That's awesome. All right, guys, stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. That's a heck of a podcast. Fill up with your freestyle. Subscribe, rate, follow, tell a friend. Do it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Music Play. And for God's sakes, follow, follow Roscoe P. at Roscoe P. Funk on Twitter. And please follow Andrew's cousin at Curtis Fingers on Twitter as well. Am I right? Oh, I'm right. 